Hi, and welcome to the Survivor's Spiritual Guide to Trauma Recovery, your place for mental, emotional well-being and freedom for the legacy of trauma. Whether that trauma be childhood trauma or ancestral trauma, this is your place to come and learn all about trauma recovery and what healing looks like through the spiritual lens. I'm your host, Tony owner, operator, and founder of thetraumadoula.com. And if you are ready to start your trauma recovery journey, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for being here. And let's get right into the episode. Hello, everybody. How is it going? It's so good to be back today. It's so good to be here. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't been here before, thank you for joining me. It is very scary to listen to something new and try to figure out, do I like this? Do I not? Welcome. Thank you for being here. And if you are returning, thank you for being here. What's up? (laughs) I'm so glad you're back. How are y'all? My question for you today is, are you low vibe or are you? My question for you today is, are you low vibe or are you avoiding your feelings? (laughs) Let's get into it. So something that I feel is at the intersection of spirituality and spiritual awakening and trauma recovery is this idea of being low vibration. And I say it like that because I have been in the spiritual community, not really in the spiritual community, I've been spiritual for over 10 years, but I've been on the outskirts of the spiritual community because of some of the ways that spiritual people tend to speak and talk to other people. So one of my uh, cringe favorite things that people say in the spiritual community is, your vibe is low. Your low vibration is the reason why these things aren't happening for you. That right there should be a low, or like a red flag. Red flag, right? Because people, since manifestation is so big right now, since that is the hot thing, People are like, oh, if I think even, if I feel a feeling that doesn't feel good, bad things will happen to me because I have a bad feeling. I'm sad, so that's why I can't manifest. There's plenty of people that manifest when they're sad. Have you met breakup people? I swear, they break up, they're like super sad, but it looks like they're the happiest that they've ever been and they're manifesting all the things that they've been wanting for a long time, right? Emotions are powerful. It doesn't matter what they are. And so a lot 
of people who come into the spiritual community, especially the people who are new at this and thinking about things and meeting different people, the, spir the spiritual babies, they really fall into this trap of, oh, now I guess I do need to, I do feel bad sometimes and maybe it is my vibrations just super low and I just need to pick myself up by my bootstraps and be happy. Spirituality does not mean you need to be happy all the time. And if you're a survivor, sometimes you're not going to be happy. You're going to have feelings that are painful. You're going to have memories that are painful. And that doesn't mean that you can't have the life that you want. That doesn't mean you can't be happy. That doesn't mean you can't be fulfilled. You can have all those things and still feel sadness. This low vibration bullshit really is spiritual bypassing. That's what we call spiritual bypassing. It's, well, say for instance, somebody says something to me and I feel upset about it. And instead of addressing what that person said that made me feel upset and having a conversation about it, I say, I'm being low vibration. I just need to get over it. It's not that big of a deal. I just minimized my own feelings, made someone else's actions, didn't allow someone to be held accountable for their actions. So pausing their spiritual growth and mine because it was low vibe to feel bad, to feel pain. It's a core belief that sometimes we feel pain because sadness can be painful. It can be deeply painful. We can get hurt. We can get hurt because we're alive, right? If we're not alive, we can't ever get hurt. If we're not present, we can't ever get hurt. And so oftentimes this low vibration shit packages itself up and sets us up for failure because all of your feelings and emotions are messages they are telling you something they have wisdom for you they have your emotions are body communications they happen in your body they don't happen in your brain a lot of times they actually come from the gut up to your brain. It tells your brain, right? And so feeling the feeling allows the message to come through. And just because a message came through doesn't mean that you're gonna manifest sadness because you feel sad, right? And oftentimes I think I think oftentimes we fall into this low vibration thing because it is easier to avoid our feelings. It's, it is easier to not accept that we feel a certain way or that we want certain things or that person hurt our feelings. It's easier to step away from that and not accept that we have feelings. I feel like oftentimes in our society, the only feelings that are acceptable are like some sadness, but not too much. Only when like somebody dies, maybe. <laughs> and then maybe not more than like a month or so. Then it's too much. It's, it's extended grief. It's, 
Right? It's pathologized. Right? Maybe some anger, depending on your gender and your color. Maybe some happiness, depending on your gender and your color. Right? So our feelings, our very human experience of feeling feelings is politicized, right? Genderized, colorized. (laughs) So, oh, and this very clear example of men being able to feel anger and me as a black woman not being able to feel anger, not being allowed to have anger, right? And so these are the ways in which society itself is reinforcing spiritual bypassing in the community. And we have to be vigilant about this because spirituality is in society, but your spirituality is your spirituality. It's about your connection with yourself and your co-creation with the rest of the universe. And so when you accept these social constructs as truth, you dampen your spiritual growth. If you look at most of the people who were deeply spiritual in the world, they were not accepted by social constructs. They fought against social constructs often, hard, deeply. Because social constructs will always move forward to put you in a box and to make sure that you go along with keeping society as it is, no matter what it is, right? Take a look at this point of what's going on in Iran, right? With all the women who are cutting off their hair and burning their hijab. Social constructs seek to put you and keep you in a box, But spirituality said, this is wrong. And so they began cutting off their hair and burning their hijabs, right? So society is always at odds with deep spirituality because spirituality is about making your own choice. We are all an amalgamation of our choices. You are your choices. What choices are you making? What are your actions? Because that's the only way I know who you are. To me. Are you choosing to feel your feelings? Or have you decided that feelings are low vibration and so they don't serve you unless they're happy? But that happiness, that toxic positivity is only gonna allow you to grow so much. Sadness teaches you something. Teaches you how to release, teaches you how to let go, teaches you how to be open to yourself, teaches you what no longer serves and how it served its purpose. Emotions, feelings are messages coming forward from your body, from your soul, about your direction. You want to learn about your intuition? Listen to your feelings because your feelings are flying freaking lights of what your intuition is saying to you. Get this. If you are talking about trauma recovery, if you are talking about in the context of spirituality or otherwise, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) 
get this idea of feeling sad or angry or frustrated or irritated as not spiritual and low vibration. Because it's not all love and light. It's not all good. Some of it's bad. Some of it's sad. Some of it's real, real mad. Okay, we got to go Dr. Seuss on you. <laughs> so it just, it is what it is sometimes too, right? Sometimes it is what it is and that's what it means. As it is right now, right here, we are being in the presence and space of the emotion that comes through to tell us who and what we are and who and what we want to be. You see how feeling your feelings could be powerful? You see how that can take you in the direction of what you actually want? You see how it can give you the message of what you actually want? Feelings are powerful. Feelings are powerful. It doesn't matter what they are. Yes, you can manifest with feelings. You can manifest with jealousy. Open up and recognize that you're jealous about something. Feel it. Because it's going to tell you, I want that. I want what they got. And I feel it. And usually you're jealous because you can have what they got. And something in you is holding you back from going and get it. Okay? Feelings are powerful messages about what you want and who you are and how you can be in the world and who you can be in the future. Like the thing also I wanna add to this is if you are having a difficult time with painful emotions, as a survivor, sometimes painful emotions bring up these memories, bring up these past times where we felt these feelings and it meant we didn't have control of our reality, we didn't have autonomy over our body or our mind or our spirits, and we weren't able or allowed to act on what was in our own best interest. This happens a lot for survivors, childhood trauma survivors, this happens. It's our experience, it's our reality. What was best for us, we couldn't even act on. And the people around us didn't act on that either because it wasn't about what was best for us, it was about what was best for them. And now that we're adults, we still live in that same reality if we haven't done our work. And sometimes even after we've done our work, it, it can take a little bit to open up into that new reality of being able to choose for yourself. But when we get to being adults and we haven't done our work at all, we don't even know that we don't have our best interest in mind. We don't even know that we're more focused on other people's best interest because that was the way we survived. That was the way we made it through is by moving forward with, how can I serve you? Because I'm not important. That was the message. That was the message we got when people didn't put us first as children. When it wasn't about us, it was about them. And so feeling your feelings, being in your body, because you're going to be coming into your body when you're feeling your feelings, because your body holds your feelings. When you're coming into your body and you're coming back into your feelings, it can be overwhelming, right? It really can. So I definitely recommend taking your time with this and getting support. 
Because if you notice anytime you come into your body, you come into your feelings, you are just, you know what's up, you know what happens. It's overwhelming, it's terrifying, right? That is a clear indicator that you need to get support, whether it's from another professional or it's from me, does not matter, okay? There are links in the description for consultations, for the newsletter, and different little bites and bits about how you can get support, but get support. Okay, but otherwise, moving on, you're coming into your body, you're coming into your feelings, you're feeling your feelings, it's feeling like a lot. Give yourself a time limit. I always say start with the smallest amount of time. Sometimes you can only do it for five minutes. Five minutes of I'm going to feel what's here. Sometimes it's one minute, one minute by yourself doing nothing, no screen, no phone, no nothing. Just maybe some gentle music, I'll give you that, okay? Maybe some gentle music, some nice music, no words. Feel into your body, what, what feelings are here and just feel them. And sometimes that's hard, I understand that. But here's like a mindscape of how I like to think about it. So I study acceptance commitment therapy are one of the things I study a lot of things. <laughs> but the thing is, oftentimes we take action to avoid feeling those painful feelings, right? We get stuck in avoidance, absolutely mired and stuck in avoidance, okay? So what's happening is you're avoiding what hurts. And so all of your actions, remember, you are only your choices. All of your actions, all of your choices are either about escaping the pain of what hurts or moving towards your values, the life you want, the things you love, the things that support you, the things that you need, the things that you want. You are always moving in one of those directions. Escaping pain, avoiding pain, or running towards the life you always wanted. Running, walking, crawling, it does not matter. Rolling, it does not matter how you're getting there, okay? Be clear about that. Okay, does not matter how you're getting there. We can support you in getting there better. (laughs) Right? So start to think about what hurts and if you want to write this down this is a really good opportunity to write this down and really start to ask yourself these questions because these questions are going to lead you towards what you want how you avoid what you want and what you need to do to get what you want and if you start to find that for some reason you just can't get past that avoidance you probably have some blockages right there you probably need some support get some support From me, from somebody else, it does not matter. You need support, right? You need some outside eyes. You need an outside perspective. That's okay. We need community. We need people. We do. I know some of us as survivors don't want to believe that because we're independent, okay? (laughs) If somebody tries to take care of us, we're like, the fuck is going on here? (laughs) I don't believe that. I don't believe you. Stop taking care of me. Freaked out, right? No, I'm right here with you, okay? 
right? Over-independence is a trauma response, okay? So recognize that you can get support, you can get help, okay? So with your pen and paper, I hope you got a pen and paper. I hope you're writing this down because this is, it's really important. I'll send it out in the newsletter as well the week that I, before I post this video, podcast, whatever. So you have what hurts. What hurts? What feels painful right now? Ask yourself that. What feels painful right now? Is it a relationship with family members? Is it relationship with your children? With your parents? With your significant other? Really question that. What hurts? What hurts right now? And then, after you've answered that, how do you avoid what hurts? What do you do so you don't have to think about that? And if you didn't answer the first question, you started doing things, that's what you do. Some of mine, because I have my list right here. Scrolling social media, sometimes going for a walk, sometimes hanging out with friends when I don't actually have the capacity to hang out with people, right? Scrolling on Facebook, binging YouTube. These are some of my avoidance mechanisms, especially the cell phone one, scrolling on cell phone. Just let me just play on my cell phone. I don't even want to think about this. What do you do when you go, I don't even want to think about this? Because usually it's not what it's not thinking about. It's feeling about and you're feeling pain and you're avoiding that pain. So what are the things you do? What are the things that you're so busy doing that you can't do anything else? Okay. Now, the next thing you're going to ask yourself is what do you care about? What do you love? What's exciting? What do you want to do? What are those things that are important to you? When you think about your life, and I would say when you think about the end of your life in a healthy, normal way of one day it'll be the end and I'll be looking back and I'll, I'll, and these are the things that I think some of mine are family, like in, in that time you get with your family where you're just like all together and enjoying each other's company and being in that community and familial love. That's one of my values. Friendship. I deeply value my friendships, my partners, my relationships. And I put a lot of time and energy and love into those. But if I'm avoiding something that hurts, I am probably going to isolate. Right? Because I was often left to deal with my pain alone in childhood. And that's okay. We all go through different things in the way that we react. Sometimes there are avoidance, our coping, and it helps us avoid and deal with that pain. But sometimes those things don't work for us anymore and that's okay too. It's good to be able to look at this and say, what am, what's going on with me? 
So your values, what are your values? Write those down, really think about those. The things that are important to you, right? It can be health, it can be like family, friends, all that, you know, there's some examples. After you write that down, then you're gonna write down what actions, because remember avoidance is usually an action. What actions do you take or do you need to take to be able to live a life filled with your values as the important thing, as the forefront, as the thing on your mind, the thing you do, the thing you're present with? What actions do you need to take to be able to live your life in a value-oriented way? Write that down. Write down step that write down steps. And again, if you are finding this very hard, very difficult, this is that's a clear sign that you need to get support. Okay? Clear sign. Okay. Some of my value actions are writing and reaching out to people and calling people. I live so far away from most of the people that are in my life. <laughs> most of the, like family and things like that. I live pretty far away from family. I don't have children right now. And then I have friends who like to move around as well, just like I do. Sometimes my friends move and it's like, all right, let's get this FaceTime call going and let's chat, let's hang out, let's talk on the phone. I try to call my mom almost every Sunday. I miss the last two Sundays, so you know I'm behind on my calls. So what are those actions that you take to, because my value is family, my actions that I have to take, calling family, when I'm in town, visiting family, being present with family. Those are the actions I take to be aligned with my values. So by the end of this exercise, you should really have what hurts you, what's painful. What are you doing to avoid that pain? What you value in life, in your life, in your day to day, what, when you think about life, what do you value? What are your ideals? What do you love? What do you enjoy? And then the things you do so that you can live a life aligned with the values you have. This can be deep spiritual work when we talk about healing our shadow. When we're talking about healing our shadow, you're talking about what hurts because oftentimes what hurts is the thing that was rejected. We often reject what hurts and the thing that surrounds what hurts, the energy that surrounds what hurts, right? And it's really about asking yourself, am I in conversation with my life? Am I in conversation with my life? That's what this is. This is a conversation about your life, about the choices you make. Every choice is a conversation with your life and how you want it to read, how you want it to be spoken about. Are you the person who was hyper avoidant and was always on their phone 
when they were out to eat with their family and barely looked up when their baby cried for them, when their kids said their name? Or are you the person that takes your family fishing every month, maybe even every week? And y'all are out there on the little canoe boat things and you're fishing and you're teaching your kids how to put the little bait on the hook and you're tossing out and you just spend an evening tucked in watching a family movie together and whatever it is. Are you going out every night to bars and clubs and maybe have fun, but in the morning you're tired, you're groggy, you're hungover and on that Saturday or Sunday morning when you wanted to get up and take a hike and just go paddle boarding and, or go to a yoga class, instead you're hungover, you're eating things you don't actually wanna eat and doing things you actually don't wanna do and you're staying home and you're watching TV all day instead of having that beautiful day out in the sun and hiking around and paddle boarding on a lake or something. All these are different types of lives, right? The important thing is, are they your values? And are you taking the actions to work towards your values? Are you so caught up in avoiding what hurts that you're leaving behind the gold that's on the table of the life you could have? We might be survivors, but that doesn't mean we can't have what we want. That doesn't mean we can't go after our values. That doesn't mean that we can't have the life that we desire. You are your choices. You are your choices. Now all you have to do is decide. This has been another beautiful opportunity to connect. Y'all, like I always say, have a day because I'm not going to tell you what kind of day to have. Peace. If you're here at the end of this episode and you got something from it, please leave a like, share it with two of your friends and fellow survivors, or go ahead and email me and tell me what you liked about it and what else you want to hear on the show. Additionally, sign up for the email newsletter as that's the place where I have the most updates and just so much more goodness than is presented here in the podcast. If you find yourself ready to take that next step into trauma recovery, click on the link below and you can work with me personally on your next steps. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your week.